Welcome back to another episode of Sales Beast. Today we're back again, just the two of us talking about the millionaire real estate agent models. Uh, we went through episode one and two of this mini series talking about economic model and lead generation model. And now we really want to dive into the nitty gritty of organization and really building your real estate business like a business, what kind of leverage you should look to and how you should hire and what a typical hiring path that is successful will look like. So Mike, thanks for joining me. Um, what are you excited to talk about today? So this is something I totally screwed up. Um, I just, some, your first hire should be your assistant, which I just hired relatively recently. Um, it's probably something I should have put in place a long time ago. So full disclosure, I didn't follow the, the model. Um, yeah, so Anna, can you walk us through what the model looks like. We know when we get into business, start getting busy, making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, who should that first hire be? Yeah. So I want to take it back for one sec. Like you had a bit of a different structure where you're on a team, but you're building your team within the team. For realtors, I think, you know, as they're increasing their revenue, as they're increasing their business and it's consistently getting momentum, you should look to hire like as soon as possible. Like I, I have realtors that have been in the business like less than a year. And I'm like, okay, you got to start thinking about when you're going to make your first hire. Because not only does it create a certain level of accountability, but it also creates a push for the business to grow. Think about it like this. If you're responsible to put someone's food on the table, to pay someone a paycheck every two weeks, what better accountability is there than giving somebody a living? And that not only encourages you to grow the business, but that gives an opportunity for someone to come in and help you grow the business and not have to do it all yourself. And obviously that gives you time back, leverage back and more money. So yeah, you're, you're right in saying that really the first hiring pass should be bringing in an assistant. Now I'm going to pull up the models that we like to follow at KW in terms of uh, the organizational model and what the hiring path that you should follow be. So there's really seven levels of organizational growth in a real estate business is what we look at with this model. So the first level is just you, you are the business. So if you're a solo realtor or, you know, you're within a team, but you're kind of an expansion member, you are the business. If you one day wake up sick, you break your leg, you break your arm, can't go into work. Well, the business kind of stops there, right? There's no business happening. And therefore that's just you. And that's first level personal production. At this point, obviously, you're looking to understand how to set the vision for your business. Um, people in real estate, most of the time, don't necessarily know how to set the vision. And what that it can look like so many different aspects, but it's really aligning yourself with the kind of clients that you want to have. It's also aligning yourself with the type of business you want to run. And that's not only going to attract the right people, but also the right systems, the right mindset, et cetera. So the second level is where you're at now, Mike. So you've brought in your administrator and now the goal is, you know, hiring, training and accountability. So the way that you do that is, you know, through the other models that we have. So you're able to go out there, focus on the five things that a realtor should do and that admin should really cover the rest. So yeah, as I think I'm it takes a, uh, for me, it took a certain mindset shift. I was very resistant to hiring help for a long time because I viewed it as a cost. Mm -hmm. um, but now, now that's happened, fortunately, great mentors have pushed me into it. it it's an investment. Um, and even in the short period that I've had this person in my life, she's allowed me to free up my time and focus on what matters. Um, I have more time to generate business. I've had more time to 
purchase investment properties, more time with my son, um, which has been an absolute game changer. Totally. And like, as you're, as you're expanding that really the next hire should also be another administrator because your, your first admin is always going to have a capacity, whether it's, you know, talent driven or just time driven, they're not going to be able to run the business 24 seven. So eventually they're going to need leverage as your business grows. So typically what we look at is having one lead administrator, like a director of ops, and then they manage the transaction coordinator or whatever other kind of admin that you bring on. So it creates leadership and another person, and then you only have to be responsible to have one downline, right? So you only have that one person you're responsible with, they're responsible for the ones below them. And that's kind of creating that admin stream. Um, I think it was Gary Keller that said, you know, you, you want to have your five people, anything above five people, you're, you're, you have too many people. So I think that's what this model also follows is finding the five people that are going to help you grow your business and then letting them manage everything else. And for those watching on YouTube, you can see our screen for those not watching and just listening. We'll have the, the page and all of the resources posted on our website at salesbeast.ca. So we, one other thing I wanted to add in, yeah, yeah. I read MREA several times, but it wasn't actually MREA that made this click for me. I read a book by, I believe his name is Adam. Adam Hergenrother? Yeah, the founder, the founder of the Force Multiplier. Yeah. And that's the best resource I've ever come across to truly lay out the value of having help and support on the admin side um, within our businesses. Yeah. That's a great book. One that's very similar. Um, I don't remember the author, but it's called Rocket Fuel. It talks about the visionary and the integrator right? So you are the business, you're the visionary, and then the integrator is the person that helps you go and execute on it, whatever that is, right? So that's what you're building throughout the administrative side of things, especially. And then once you get into the fourth level, so we've covered the first level where it's just you, then the second level, you and an admin, third level is you and two admins, then now you're building out other sides of the business. So the administrative team kind of runs below you, then you have your lead generation side, to the left and then your sales side to the right. So eventually you're not gonna be able to manage the business. You also might not have time to do all of your lead generation. So you supplement that with a ISA with an OSA that's on the lead generation side. Then eventually you start building out your sales side. So that might be a showing assistant to begin with, then eventually a buyer agent or a listing agent to support the sales. Obviously that can grow gradually or pretty quick. And I know one thing that we follow is that we don't like we don't specify whether you're a listing agent or a buyer's agent, but that like typically happens naturally for new agents. And then as you begin to get more experience, you do end up taking on more listings. Do you have any thoughts on that? Like, do you feel like it's necessary to divide those two roles, or I don't know? Tell me, tell me your feedback on it. I, I mean, I I think there are teams that do divide them that have a lot of success. I think there are other teams that allow their agents to focus on buyers, sellers, both, um, they can also be very successful. I think in the beginning, it's pretty important that like when someone's looking to build out a team that they, as the rainmaker, assume that position as the lead listing specialist. Yeah. Um, it, that's one thing that may have been lacking in our team. When I got into business, there was someone actually here that was taking listings at a high level and as we mentioned on some of our other podcasts, listings are the foundation of any successful real estate business. Um, and I think you know, through everyone we've spoken to, 
like there's some sexiness that comes with operating that seventh level business that you don't need to really be operating within on a day-to-day basis. Like I know we had Chris Suarez, I think he spends six months of the year in Costa Rica, which is amazing, but mm-hmm. it's not the only way to run your business. And if you look at the math behind these businesses, the truly most profitable business is one in which the Raymaker is the lead listing specialist. The cost of sale to the Raymaker is zero. It's true. But at that time, it's you still running the business. So really, mm-hmm. are you creating the leverage for yourself? Um, and if we're looking into the sixth, seventh level side of things, now it's about expansion. And like Ryan Serhan says, expansion always and always, uh, whether that's you know building out your administrative hub, building out your lead generation side. And then now that you actually have the systems and models running and the people are doing it efficiently and the systems are working, then you look to expand in other markets. And this is super unique to KW. We don't see it across any other brokerage or company in Canada, at least really. And this is where you create a hub. And this is how our team operates. We have the Freedom Real Estate Partners now, but we operate out of a hub where the administration, everything kind of happens, the lead generation side, but then agents that want to tap into that hub instead of creating it from scratch can do that from other markets. And obviously that's a huge leverage piece. That's also a really great partnership piece um, that you don't really see, but is definitely great to take advantage of, especially if you're looking to grow to that extent. Yeah, I I think um, like as you look at the lineup of people that we've had on this podcast, some of them have achieved seventh level, but I don't know if you'll agree with this or not. I think just because someone's made it to the second level or the fifth level, it doesn't mean that their business is inferior to that person that's running the seventh level. I mean, look at Chris Knighton, for instance, makes millions of dollars a year. He's still in production. He loves it. I Mm -hmm. speak to him about it all the time. He doesn't want to get out of production or someone like Jeff Glover, who's out on this podcast, he wants to sell a hundred houses a year himself and also own and operate a team that does thousand plus per year. Well, I think that's why they're models, right? Like these are really great uh, blueprints, like you said in our previous episode, to follow does not necessarily mean you have to build your business to that extent. But if you do, it's easy as just following the steps to get there and you have the business plan in place. And now it's just about finding the right people and utilizing the right systems and not like it says in the MREA, reinventing the wheel. You just do something that's been done successfully and it's going to work. And if it doesn't work the way that you want it to, you just pivot. So I think that in itself is kind of a big lesson. And if you guys are more curious about understanding what the thresholds might mean, how to get from level one all the way to level seven, or just understand more about that, feel free to connect with us. Our business plan book is going to be in the SalesBeast website at salesbeast.ca, as well as all of the other resources that we've mentioned through our MREA um, sessions. Anything else to add, Mike? I don't think so. You, uh, yeah, you're an expert on this stuff. That's, I think, a big part of the reason why you've gotten to where you, you have. Yeah, well, it's it's an exciting thing to build a business, but not a lot of people want to build a business. They want to be salespeople. And yes, this podcast is called Sales Beast, but it's also about being a business owner. Success isn't going to just come to you by selling. You have to have the right structure and the right systems in order to grow. So thanks for joining us again. We're really excited. Hopefully you enjoyed this uh, this mini session and we'll have more like this for you in the future. <laughs>
All right, take care.